0: Hello. Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast. Cool. I'm wow. Elaine. I don't I'm know. This is this a musical
1: today? Maybe. I'm John. I'm Sweeney Todd. I'm on.
0: I'm guest starring on Hullabaloo, so I need t- to, you know.
1: Street. There's a barber the one. See, I
0: made a Hullabaloo joke, and they didn't even
2: hear it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Explain the joke to us.
0: No. Stop eating. I'm hungry.
1: No, you're Elaine. We already covered that.
0: No, I'm hungry.
1: Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller.
0: I have science fiction and fantasy. I have drama and romance.
1: I have action adventure. Normally we pick movies of this genre that are unappreciated, but not this time. No. This is a special birthday month, it's so birthday! John gets to pick any movie that he wants. And it's my birthday. This is this very super special birthday episode.
2: I picked Thor Ragnarok. Again? Nah, you did that. You pick that every year,
3: although it is good.
2: <laughs> it got four I just yays. Don't
3: know if the the episode would be much different than last time.
2: It would be worth it because that movie is awesome.
3: <laughs> we would have to have something special to add, like an interview with Taika Waititi or
0: something. <laughs> I'll
2: work on it. But no, I picked 2019 If we teams.
0: interview Taika Waititi, I'm asking him about Hunt for the Wilder People <laughs> That <laughs> movie is delightful. That's
1: Tony so, actually remembered it to somebody the other day. she was talking about Taika Waititi for some reason, I was like, "Have you seen that movie?" Because she said she she said she liked him and um, what's his name? Uh, the
0: kid from Alan, Alan
1: Grant or whatever. Oh yeah. And I was like, and you haven't seen that movie? He's like, no, I never heard of it. I was like, well, oh, check it out. <laughs> but I picked a movie that had nothing to do with Taika Waititi.
2: No, It's called on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, and what's that about?
2: A faded television actor and his stunt double strive to achieve fame and success in the final years of Hollywood's golden age in 1969 Los Angeles.
4: Hmm.
2: This movie was written and directed by a guy named Quentin Tarantino. Ever heard of him? Nope. nope. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So some of the things he's, he's done as written and directed, um, Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. In Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill, Vine 1 and 2. Hint. And he wrote this little movie called True Romance. Maybe you've heard of it. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen that. Yeah, a thousand times.
3: Welcome back to the podcast.
2: It did a lot of dope, but damn, if I know. You
3: bastards.
2: Yeah.
1: He did, this is his eighth movie that he wrote. On this is his fourth time on the
0: podcast? No,
1: this is ninth. This is ninth because yeah, there's only one more. So is
0: this his fourth appearance on the podcast? Because he was in from Dust Till Dawn as an actor. Actor.
1: Anyhow, um, right. Desperado.
0: We, oh, He was in Desperado? Yes, yeah. this is a cameo. His Swarm Chango. Oh, right. that's right. His Swarm Chango. I forgot about that. The
3: grossest bathroom ever. She's and then um, he's associated with True Romance and Glorious Bastards. And this is this his fifth appearance. Fifth, yeah,
1: mm. I think that's it. <laughs> I mean, he probably spruced up. He did a lot of script sprucing up, but they don't always give you credit on yeah. that. And that doesn't really care.
2: so this is starring a guy named Leonardo DiCaprio. He's new to the podcast. Uh But if you like movies, you may like some of his movies. He did uh, Inception, Hmm. The Departed, Titanic, Wolf of Wall Street, and Romeo and Juliet.
0: (laughs) You know who's in that?
2: John Leguizamo. I think we're gonna I'm picking that at some point. I'll watch it. Something's getting bumped so we're gonna There's do There's action I, in
0: there. Yes. I used
3: to have the soundtrack. I loved really? the soundtrack to that movie.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'd have to listen to I it again. I think my mom
3: has it. I think that CD still exists in my family. <laughs> I remember that one garbage song. i have
2: to listen to it again. I don't really remember many songs from it.
3: <laughs> Except for the one there where, where um,
2: Paul Rudd is dancing. Uh, the Miss kiss, Kissing You, Missing You. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And Paul Rudd's doing this weird dance thing. And why does Paul Rudd look the same in that movie as yes, he does in oh, fucking Ant-Man? Oh, Paul Rudd. That <laughs> Paul That's Rudd. an age. <laughs>
0: he made a deal with the devil.
2: Don't worry about <laughs> it. Okay. Speaking of the devil, um, here's a guy named Brad Pitt.
0: Yeah.
2: Who was in a uh, um, few movies you may have heard of. Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast for the Mexican, the Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. He- Troy. Mm-hmm. Ocean's Eleven, Interview with the Vampire, True mm-hmm. Romance, and of course, Deadpool Two, and
0: Inglorious <laughs> Bastards,
2: and Inglorious Bastards.
0: Wasn't he in California? California?
1: California, California. Yeah, shit. Man,
0: he's been on a lot of episodes.
1: <laughs> and Ocean's Eleven. I already said Ocean's Eleven. Oh, yeah. Did we only do one of those? Yeah, yeah. So far, it I just watched
3: page. them all, so I got confused.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, also starring Margot Robbie, you may remember her from Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. Wolf of Wall Street, Focus. Which I wish I could forget her in Wolf of Wall Street.
4: Did we
3: do a Suicide
1: movie? Did we do that? No, no. No. Yes, we. We did the first one. I first we did
0: like the we first. Did. We, did. we did. I picked it, and I was very upset that because. Did you
1: didn't like
2: it?
0: No, because they killed my favorite character, El <laughs> Diablo. Oh, that's yeah.
2: right. They really did. So welcome back to the podcast, Margaret. And Margaret Robbie is also in the years. upcoming Barbie movie where she plays Barbie.
3: I'm not gonna lie, she is a. Gorgeous woman. <laughs> I
4: don't think so.
3: I think she is. She, she's a very attractive. And I believe her as
2: Barbie. <laughs> I believe I'm, her as Barbie, but I don't think any. There needs to be a Barbie movie. Oh no, I don't
0: think so. Either. I don't understand. But she's a beautiful woman. She is the Barbie movie. I don't understand who that's for. Because yeah, I have yeah. no problem with the live action Barbie movie for kids. Because that is some little girls love Barbie. They fucked around and got Margot Robbie and um, Ryan Gosling. Yes, Gosselin. really. <laughs> yes, Barbie is. Because (laughs) people think of, have this idea in their head that Barbie is just this plastic pretty girl. But Barbie, like you can buy Barbies in any nationality with any job. Kids, and little boys like Barbie too. Like there's plenty of boys that play with Barbies. Little kids love Barbie because she's so. Except for Ross's son. Whatever they want to be. Yeah, whatever they want to be, there's a Barbie for that. Mm-hmm. So she's one of those dolls, and it's been like that since the '60s. They had, you know.
3: I just wasn't sure if it still was as popular. Yes, Barbie is still all. very all right, popular. But I need you to
2: not talk about Barbie. This is a long movie. I need you to get off the tangent about Barbie. <laughs> but I feel like this is like also starring Emil Hirsch, who <laughs> you may remember from *Girl Next Door*, *Speed Racer*, and *Alpha Dog*.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, no. Margaret Qualley, <laughs> who you will have seen in *The Nice Guys*. Who's that? And Who's de- the cat? Oh. In Death, Death Note. In Death Note, yeah. Mm. Timothy Oliphant, who you remember from Justified, Deadwood, Welcome. Hitman, and of course, Live Free or Die Hard. Mm. Luke and Perry. Girl, and The Girl Next Door. And The Girl Next Door. I didn't write that down. Right. Luke Perry from Welcome Back to the Podcast from The Fifth Element. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and but Buffy and the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yeah. That but a good of course, appearance. you
1: know, this is his last movie. This is the last thing he did was this movie. When he came on the Sad. screen,
3: Tony so was like last appearance. I was like so sad <laughs> although
1: I did watch an interview and they were like uh, so they told they asked uh, DiCaprio they're like who was it you, know, you work with so many fucking people in this movie who was it cool to meet, work with he goes it was cool to work with Luke Perry and he goes really you don't have a lot of scenes together he goes no but people don't understand we both we're, we both grew famous at the same time, so cool. we had a lot of like stuff that we could talk about, and you know he was a big heartthrob and all that. He said was, Luke was Perry actually, was one of his heroes. It was really cool. He said he was starstruck. Yeah. I was like, didn't you have a scene with fucking Al Pacino in this movie? <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> and you were starstruck by,
4: one. <laughs> by Luke
2: Perry. I mean, I love Luke Perry. I mean, I was a Dylan but guy.
1: A, but that's a personal thing.
2: Yeah, I, I was a Dylan guy, but I'd be more starstruck by Al Pacino. <laughs>
3: But has he already done or the movie with Al Pacino? I really don't
0: know because I don't watch a lot of his movies. But He did a movie with De Niro. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's done a movie did with Pacino. Maybe Jack
1: Nicholson. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's you
2: know I'm sure they've met. <laughs>
0: yeah. Maybe he doesn't think Al Pacino's that good of an actor.
2: Maybe he just doesn't run the same circles as Luke Perry, but he does with the, all the other actors. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Luke Perry, from what I understand, is that it was a very private person. So. All right, so. Um, Damian Lewis who was star of Billions Band of Brothers in a TV show that Elaine loved Life
0: yeah that show was so great I'm so pissed they canceled it yeah
2: Al Pacino I wrote literally too many to mention (laughs) okay
3: you have notes (laughs) that are printed Mm -hmm. I just
2: and okay one
1: more Kurt Russell because he's in sometimes he does because he likes to do the
0: Al Pacino's been on the podcast before though hasn't he
1: who? Al Pacino
0: wasn't he? I feel like he was I feel like he had to have been
2: are you going through his million bucket? I will. <laughs>
0: Sometimes it's too many to be
2: through. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's out <laughs> fucking Pacino. It's like that air marshal. on it was, was in heat.
3: Episode. Did we do heat? No. no we didn't, we do heat.
2: didn't do heat. We did y'all like would have heat. to pick that
3: for a birthday.
2: Yeah. Let's talk about Kurt Russell, who was in Big Trouble in Little China. Soldier, Executive Decision, <laughs> Tango and Cash, Stargate, Tombstone, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So this is seven or eight? This is eight.
0: No, this I is,
1: nine. is, this is nine. nine. This is nine. Oh, shit. This is nine. Nine. Jesus, that might be the. Jesus. Jesus, might Go help.
3: back and listen to last week's episode where he's we up,
1: talk about. He's it. up there with Frank Welker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this movie has an eighty. 80- Did
2: we
0: do The Devil's Advocate?
2: No, no, I was thinking that too. This this movie has an eighty three Metacritic score, Rotten Tomato of eighty five. No, cause I haven't
0: done Dick Tracy yet. Eighty five
2: <laughs> and why don't you stop saying movies we didn't do? Eighty five <laughs> and seventy. It had a budget of ninety mm-hmm. million.
4: Domestically it grossed
2: $142.5 million, So it didn't make its money back But then you go worldwide $347 million $374.3 millions. So after worldwide sales in the theater Over doubled the budget About $97 million of cha-ching right? And it was not
1: allowed to be released in China so Because of the Bruce Lee thing yeah. People get so uh, pissed off at this Bruce Lee thing and so uh, put,
0: Well yeah. in the trivia it says That he refused to change his movie Just so it could be released in China yeah. Which yeah, good for him which I think he's a piece of trash, but
2: <laughs> Good Bruce for him. Lee or Quentin Tarantino? Uh, Quentin Both. Tarantino. Oh.
0: I don't necessarily well, have a problem with Bruce Lee.
2: Well, Bruce Lee historically was very mean to people. Like yeah. he was nice to some people, but he was a dick
1: to a lot of people. So. As I'm sure most yeah. actors have stories like yeah. that.
3: What was it? I think it was John Mulaney. It was like people always ask me about stars that came on Saturday Night Live and which ones were the worst and it's like but you gotta understand these people have been trained to be shitty (laughs) they say I want a coat somebody gives them a coat
2: (laughs) and think about Bruce Lee everybody's like oh well he made those five movies no he made movies since he was a little kid in China his IMDB is huge he was an actor for most of his life yeah it wasn't like this big you know ooh he became famous and he did these five movies no he did a shitload of movies they were just in Chinese yeah Mm -hmm. And evidently, he was a real dick to stuntmen. Mm-hmm. So that's why they brought in Gene LaBelle to put a whooping on him. And it depends how the story goes and what happened. But yeah, mm-hmm. they're both gone now. So, All right. So here's a couple reviews. Here's one called Flagrant Tarantino Fame Abuse. If a no-name writer come up with such nonsense, the script would have been hit the bin within the first 10 pages. The script mocks every theory on a character and plot development. Yet the same gurus who would trash a rookie script for a writer for bringing anything less than perfect are bowing in humble about the great QT. This is not about double standards, but about Hollywood having no standards at all. I don't understand what his problem is. This guy's a screenwriter. You can tell. No, but I don't understand
0: what his problem with the script is.
2: This is from August of 2019. Gave it one out of ten.
0: Yeah. I don't understand what he's saying about, like, what's his problem with (laughs) the script?
3: Yeah, he, he says that they go... He goes against all the rules of script writing,
2: but he I... He says there's vote. no arcs. Like, well, this is a real story about real people, more or less, so... <laughs>
0: this is an alternate alternate reality historical like, retelling, so is there is wouldn't be an, an arc. This these
2: people, yeah. yeah.
0: This is like the movie Chef. There's not supposed to be an arc. It's just, this is a
2: slice of this dude's life. And I enjoy movies like that where it's like, here's a peek into somebody's life. You might find it interesting.
1: And a lot of people, well, every... Mostly everyone I knew that talked about this movie. Everybody went to see it going... I really want to see this movie, but I really don't want to see this movie because everybody was scared because everybody knew what it was it was like, about.
2: It's like uh, margaret like, was
1: playing Sharon Tate. Like, oh, that's not going to end. They're <laughs> like Quentin Tarantino, somebody who's made some of the most violent movies ever, is going to make a movie about one of the most violent things that's ever happened. I don't know about I that. I want to see it, but I don't want to see it. But then that's the trick is it's, you know there's a trick to it. But this is coming off after Inglorious Bastards, so it was like, well, maybe. He'll do something different, like getting yeah. glorious bastards. Yeah, because I know I, I know a few people that said I'm not watching that movie because I don't want to see that. And I'm like, eh, it's a trick. Just watch and it.
2: also, a lot of people didn't know who Sharon Tate was. I mean, I did. Well, now that's that. that's, that's, now that's they do. that over twenty five thing again. Well, when the when the movie came out, they were like, "Oh, I don't know who that is." Well, like a he's from, from the Manson family. Oh, I've heard of the Manson family. Well, yeah, this is a story about the Manson family. I
3: mean, True Crime. But what it was it
2: was a big deal. Like, what do you mean? What <laughs> fucking happened? Actually, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people knew who Sharon Tate was because True Crime.
0: And this is not one of the most. There's way more upsetting his murders in the history of the United States Ugh. than this. This is know. upsetting,
1: but there's way more. I don't know. They chopped up a pregnant woman. That's pretty bad. And yeah. And she begged them to stop, and they kept stabbing her. Yeah. I saw. So it's this morning, bad.
2: I was watching a, an interview with the lady who like- killed her, and she recanted five years later, saying, "I didn't actually kill her. I said I did. Only, you know." to protect everybody else but now I'm clear and I'm drug free and I'm like I want this bitch to die and I was yeah. like I hope she died in prison she did she died in prison yeah. but she said she didn't kill Sharon Tate. I don't give a shit you know it's like who cares but she did say the text did say I'm the devil I'm here to do the devil's business
4: mm-hmm.
2: well I'm sure they did a lot of research it's like wow that's an actual line that was said like how do they know that he said that like, yeah. well that's how they know because she said that he said it so I was like wow well, hmm, interesting mm-hmm. nah that ain't Rex, <laughs> darn. <dumber in> <laughs> <Dumber than that. laughs> you were on a horsey. <laughs> this is how we all would like. All right. So anyway, here's another review. This is um, I'd like to report a crime. Um, this is from, uh, January 2020. Oh, yeah. Quentin Tarantino's latest movie, Kidnapped Me. It took me back to a time <laughs> and out of and out of space. I saw the world through the director's eyes and loved every detail of every feeling he made me feel. The way he plays with time and knitting time jumps in his narratives is just simply unique. We are watching Leonardo DiCaprio playing a guy, playing a guy. Reminded me of a dude playing a dude. What do you mean you are Playing another that? dude. I mean, what does that mean? anything even mean? Everything in this movie enchanted me. And it goes on for a while about how, how great it is. But yeah. And Brad Pitt was born for this role. I'm not sure about that. Maybe seven years into bed. <laughs> <Nobody> <laughs>
1: maybe maybe Floyd either. from...
2: I was, ter- <laughs> I was terrified and amazed at the same time. What do you think going in, Carl?
3: I thought, I've seen parts of this movie over and over and over again. I thought
2: you could piece it together. But I've
3: never <laughs> watched the whole thing. And Actually, there were oh, parts of it I've never seen. I was Tony say, there any parts to you didn't see? Tony tends to watch scenes a lot. Like, he'll be like, there's just something that happens in this scene, or there's something about this well, scene. Well, I can't
1: watch whole movies with you and
3: I mean, this her around. It's too long.
1: I know, but I'll, goes, I'll be like, look, I'm, I'm dissecting this movie for a thing I'm working on. Cool. Anyway, we're going to talk and jump around. <laughs> That's why I'm putting a movie of, of TV in my office.
3: <laughs> so so I'll watch pieces of it. He will often just watch the opening scene or this one scene yeah. or this one part. So that I've seen like four or five scenes from this movie at a least lot. ten times, but I have not seen... The rest. (laughs) (laughs) The
1: five-hour cut. (laughs) The Snyder cut. All right. Elaine, what did you think?
0: I thought, I'll watch it again.
1: Oh, you've seen it before?
0: You've seen it. I've seen it before. All the way through. Yes, all the way through. Oh, I thought you just
1: saw parts of it. No,
0: I've seen the whole thing. (laughs) I've seen parts of it, but I've also seen the whole thing all the way through. I watched it
2: with him one day. Hmm. Now... Do I have to ask you what you thought of this movie coming in, or are you just like
1: uh, this movie sucks ass, but maybe I could sit through it one more time. Uh, I guess. I mean, you haven't seen it in what like week. A, a week. <laughs> no, nah. I was like, this movie maybe is a bit of a slog, but this I love I love the movie, so I'll sit through it. But it's definitely a, it it's funny. It's a long. Are you sure gonna do
2: this for your birthday?
1: I was thinking about it. There's always like five or six movies I'm more yeah. wondering about. I turned
3: this movie on this morning, and I had a fresh cup of coffee. And at some point, like an hour in, I was like, I need to refill my coffee. And then I put some leftover pizza in the oven because I was going to mm. eat. Tony comes in. I was going to make you eggs. I was like, really? I didn't get that impression. He goes, well, you turned the movie on, and then I had to sit and watch it.
1: <laughs> well, I was trying to wait for a part that I could roll and make the eggs. and I was like, I want to see the scene. See. There's like and just like, enough okay. of the scenes...
3: I'm not gonna wait to eat until we're done with this
2: two and a half. Yeah. Hour. <laughs> when Brad Pitt
1: starts, when Brad Pitt starts driving for forty-five minutes, I'll make your eggs. But when he's fucking walking to Spawn Ranch, I'm like, hold on, I don't
2: want to see. You. So that was when I tried to go, so I made dinner during right in the middle of this. Yeah. And, like, and he's I like, like I
0: "Have they gone it. to the Manson Ranch yet?"
2: <laughs> 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 All right, let me know what he does. Because <laughs> I don't want to miss these. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so uh, movie opens with a commercial for a Bounty <laughs>
1: Law. <laughs> Followed and by Tarantino doing the voiceover.
0: Can you tell... You know what? I'd rather kind of watch some episodes of Bounty Law. Oh,
1: I'd watch some oh, Bounty yeah. Law. Oh, yeah. There were
2: some Bounty Law in... in if you watch the, the seven-hour cut that you, on the oh DVD... Oh, Lord. There, <laughs> there, there's parts of Bounty Law <laughs> in it. All right, so followed by an interview with Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth. They talk about uh, Bounty Law and what a stunt double does. Cliff says that his job is to carry l- Rick's load. All right, so we cut to the intro. Intru. It's like an intro, but later. Hmm. So it's a true. Intro. It's a true intro. It's a true intro. Intro. Mm-hmm. true. That shows Cliff driving Rick. Um, bless you. To work. Bless you. So one thing I noticed as they're as they're Good? doing the credits. So Brad Pitt is on the left and Leonardo DiCaprio is on the right, but the text says. Brad Pitt on the right, and Leonardo DiCaprio on the left.
3: I said, "Do you think did it on a purpose?" And Tony goes, "I think they had to do it because he has top billing over him, but the way they have to be in the car." And a, I'm sure they, they I don't knew think that, that they,
1: they, they would carry if they put them on the actual person. If there's a contract thing, man. People are weird about that shit. But
3: I did notice I it. I like as to think well.
1: Leonardo DiCaprio I would think fine. so too, but <laughs> you never know, man. There's the freaking unions are crazy yeah. about that shit. But I noticed the first time I saw it, I was like, "Mm, that's weird." And I Now I can talk about
3: it. I also noticed. That
2: so, mm, anyway. I'm glad everybody else noticed. So, right, I wonder if anybody else noticed. All right, cut to the plane, and it has Sharon Tate dancing. On a plane. This must have been soul plane. All right, cut back to Rick and Cliff, I didn't see and then the back dog. to Sharon and her dog. And then back to Rick, and then back to Sharon. It's a cute dog, It does this for a few way. minutes while we see the Sharons coming in town, and Rick and Cliff are doing their thing. Finally, we stop. We see Rick drinking something. It was a whiskey sour. Mm-hmm.
0: Um...
2: And we you get a date, February eighth, nineteen fifty nine. Sharon
0: and Roman are quite famous because the paparazzi are following. The paparazzi, proper. the, proper the proper
1: those are the fake ones? Yeah. No, they're the proper Razzi. Oh, the proper. not those fake rotzies. We don't listen to that. Oh, the proper rotzies.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and but nobody's following around Cliff and what's his nuts, Rick. Yeah. Rick.
1: Rick. So I cannot
0: remember his name.
1: <laughs> so now we guess because the Rick Dalton, J.K. Hill, <laughs> he's got like seventeen
2: names. It's like he's Carly. <laughs> So now Marvin Schwaz comes in and greets the hostess and says he's looking um, for a, a nice cowboy-looking fella. And, oh, he's at the bar. And he watched come, a Rick Dalton film festival. <laughs> and he greets Rick and Cliff. And so Rick tells um, Marvin that, oh, this is his stuntman, Cliff. And, you know, he, his car's in the shop, so Rick's been driving around. And Marvin says, oh, you're a good friend. So what does Cliff say? I try. I try. That's his thing. But
3: we know that's a lie.
2: But we get a voiceover from <laughs> Kurt Russell that says, well, "That's all bullshit." Rick got too many DUI tickets, so uh, he got his license suspended. Cliff has to drive him
1: everywhere now. Hmm. Uh, Marvin and Rick discuss um, which, which Rick's back work? then, it's probably a lot of DUIs because yeah. I don't think they give a shit. Every time we watch something about the old days, they're like, yeah, we, me and my friends would all get drunk as shit and drive home and stuff. And I was like, wow.
3: Even if you listen to your parents tell stories. Yeah. It makes <laughs>
1: you wonder if he, so like, to drive, somebody with a beer. Was it some bitch. major
0: property damage somewhere?
1: Well, in the in the flashback they show, he did hit something with his car. Like, it was mm-hmm. a movie theater mm-hmm. or something. And you're like, damn.
0: Like when Billy Joel ran through that guy's house?
1: Yeah, but he bought that guy's house.
0: Yeah, but... When you are famous and you run your car in somebody's house, that's when they give you the DUI.
2: <laughs> Can't hide that
1: shit under the road. That's mm-hmm.
2: true. But Billy, This was on Long Island, and Billy Joel's
1: like a god there, and he bought that guy's house and had a whole thing. There was a house in Ghent that had a car in it for the longest time. Do you remember? They crashed mm-hmm. a car into it. And then I would just see it on the quick way to work every day. I was like, then, are they ever going to play this I drove by somewhere, on? and it was, uh, it was a store. car
2: fucking went right in. Wow. The- and evidently the lady thought she was in reverse, went forward, and fucking gunned it and went right through the glass. What's wow. that
0: really the great uh the pizza and italian place that we liked it's over by the mexican place what is that primo primo's yeah they've had a car hit it twice yeah. wow damn.
2: twice that, that was the one it. where she thought it was in driving no. <laughs> damn twice first <laughs> ca- went and drive and went right to in
0: a car hit it and you then drive by
2: it like holy shit it's i like want to say within things up you know <laughs>
0: i want to say within three months a car drove into that place twice Jeez. and
2: it's not a uh-huh. where you drive into it it's off it's in the back yeah. Anyway, so Marvin and Rick discuss Rick's work, and Marvin offer him the job in Italy, Rome specifically, to make spaghetti westerns. Italian the second best,
3: spaghetti the westerns. second
2: best director, of spaghetti westerns. Mm-hmm. So we cut He's to like, Clifford and Rick discussing make
3: Italian westerns. Have you ever seen an Italian western?
2: <laughs> He's like, no, but how many of you have you seen? One, and he goes, that does that doesn't matter. <laughs> so they. So Rick starts crying and Cliff gives him his sunglasses and says, come on, don't cry in front of the Mexicans. Uh, he doesn't want to go do Italian movies. It hurts me to say it like that. <laughs> so
0: don't say it like that.
2: He thinks his career is over. And then uh, as you're driving, fucking hippie motherfuckers. Because as we're driving, we see the Manson family.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Manson family's dumpster diving. I'm walking down the street. They're singing some bullshit song about some bullshit, and I hope they all fucking die. A
4: little
2: biased. <laughs> um, Rick and Cliff talk about their careers and how they haven't done much. Cliff doesn't think it sounds, you know, they haven't done so
1: bad. And the, the Manson Rick- girls are all, I should say, are almost all uh, Hollywood, second generation Hollywood. Like Kevin Smith's daughter's one, Ethan Hawke's daughter's one, yeah. you know. So I remember when this movie was being shot,
2: Kevin Smith was talking about how his daughter's in a Tarantino movie. and she yeah, had she got it line. on her own. Yeah, he was so proud back when I could stomach him.
3: Meanwhile, apparently it was a whole thing. These yeah. are specifically yeah. all the children yeah. of...
2: And she had one line, and she's fucking terrible in this. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one she like, is. So. Um, it, her line sticks out. Is at the ranch? And I forget what she says, but when she speaks... It sticks out. Like, all the others seem like
1: they're good actresses. Well, I didn't like and her She sticks out. What was the last one? The, the reboot? Yeah. That but, was Well, that movie terrible. was fucking terrible, but she, she was, was not good in it. She was not... She's not a good actress. The only good part of the whole movie was Ben Affleck mm-hmm. when he showed up. He was awesome. But the rest of the movie, I was like, this is fucking terrible. Yeah. That's well, why I'm really scared that that Clerks 3... Yeah. Here's the like,
0: problem. When you continue to make movies when you're high as a fucking kite, sometimes <laughs> your shit is not good. Hmm.
1: There is that.
2: All right, so, at a stop sign, you see the the Masons, uh, the Mason family walk by, and Pussycat catches Cliff's eye.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Because she's a young, high, attractive
2: girl, and, and they kind of make... She's way it. too skinny, not attractive at all.
0: She's pretty. She has a very pretty face,
3: but you're right, she is...
1: Andy McDowell's too daughter. Too young. <laughs> she needs a fucking Andy hammer.
0: McDowell's daughter? I wonder if she likes pie. Pie, Maybe. pie,
1: me Maybe. oh my...
2: Wow. Welcome back to the I podcast, love- Michael. <laughs>
0: yeah. anyway, so stuck in your head forever now? No. Good. I
2: do periodically I sing Michael.
3: that song. The pie's always Whenever there's pie, which isn't very often in my life, there, maybe twice a year there's you pie. You need more pie. Thanksgiving you do need more pie in your and life. one other time.
2: <laughs> you need more pie in your life. She needs more pie. You know what, you ever had pie I'm like, God damn it, I had pie. No, you're happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I had
0: pie. It's not like cake, where sometimes there's too much frosting mm-hmm. or it's a little yeah. dry. We pie is always good. Our
3: top right. five desserts, and cake was on nobody's list. <laughs> I like cake.
2: Sometimes <laughs> I like cake more than pie. Sometimes well, I like pie more than cake. Specifically, black
3: forest cake was mm-hmm. on somebody's list, but just that one kind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cheesecake would be on my list, but just that one kind.
2: All right, so we see Rick drive home, and he lives on Celio Drive. Celio. which Chelio? Got big fights about that at work.
3: Is that a reference I don't understand?
2: Yeah, that's where the, the tape murders happened. Oh, so that's how you know that's where the setting it up. At that point, everybody knows what it is. But. but we also sell Celia wine and we get arguments about that. Oh uh, okay. Um. So, I'm Rick has a picture of himself person. in his
1: driveway. I'm not
3: either. So I, I think don't that's actually morbid. know much at all. I mean, I'll watch like what is that show I watch sometimes? Forensic Files. Forensic Files. <laughs> But I Coming don't like up. listen to true crime podcasts. I'm I, not all into I it. I feel
0: like CSI can't, got really popular and then true crime got super popular. And people who are like diehard true crime fans, I feel like are creepy. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> That's up. right. I said it. I'm not taking it back.
2: As they uh, talk I like women. it
0: a little, but I like it like you know, like a
3: little thirty-minute blurb. I don't want to learn more. I just, just <laughs> unsolved <untaught laughs> mysteries. It's a
0: quality show,
1: but not not true crime podcasts that girls listen to twenty-four hours a day and then go. Everyone wants to attack me. No, they don't. Nobody wants to attack me. <laughs> so as they, as uh, Rick
2: and and Cliff are talking, Roman Polanski and his wife Sharon Tate drive up to their house, and he's like, "I live right next door to fucking Roman Polanski." He said they've owned the house for six months. That's the first time I've seen him. Mm-hmm. He says, holy shit, the most important thing uh, in Hollywood is living in town. And then so-and-so, I forgot who he says, told him that. He thinks he's one pool party waiting in the next in the new Roman Polanski film.
3: But I'm being shipped off to Italy. I'm being a ta- <laughs> Italian <spaghetti. laughs>
2: This cheers Rick up, and Cliff says, okay, look, give me back my glasses. And Rick says, well, come get him, fucker. And Cliff puts up his fist, he's like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Because we get the idea that in this dynamic, they know the two, which one of the two of them is going to win that fight. They both know,
1: they ain't fucking. Trying I think to Cliff it out. is
0: going to win every fucking fight. Yeah, yeah,
1: he he's just covered cool. in scars and. Cliff is a, a good fighter. People.
0: Let's just put it well, out he there. He doesn't really have
3: anything to lose.
1: Nope. <laughs> That's a big deal when you're fighting. They have nothing is to a lose. Dangerous.
3: dangerous. Match.
2: <laughs> and he once killed his wife, allegedly. In God. You <laughs> see, the they're the like, oh, if I thought I would kill my wife. i bring going to international waters. I like, said, yeah, this looks like Tony goes, Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you read the book, he did. That whole thing, well, if you kill someone in international waters, you get away with it. No, you don't. <laughs> if they could prove it, they'd have charged him.
1: But if it's in the 60s, people disappear on boats. And all the crazy
3: evidence that they do now.
1: It was the 60s.
2: All right, so Rick and Cliff make plans for tomorrow. He says, 715, out the door. Out the door tomorrow. All right. And they hug it out, bitch. All right, so Cliff drives home in his 1964 Volkswagen Carmen. Carmagia. Yeah. Tony and I were just
3: talking about these cars, and I can't remember so why. I looked it up because I
2: was like, wow, that car looks really old. I looked it up, and he drove a 1964. This takes place in 1968. That car is four years old. Why does it look so fucked up? I guess it's the miles on the car. Yeah. He, he does not seem does, the kind of guy who babies his vehicle. Yeah, he does not drive uh, normally. Like and
3: you watch him drive in this man. movie. He's just like... Jew,
2: jew. But you notice how he drives his car versus how he drives Rick's car. Yeah. He drives Rick's car a lot nicer.
3: But he's still weaving in and out of traffic. Yeah, that but it's the not a way fast. he's driving this fucking
2: car. Anyway, so... Uh, Cliff's drive down Sunset, and he lives pretty far away out of the hills of Beverly. He lives by the Van Nuys Drive-In. In a trailer. And with his faithful pit bull... Brandy, what a fine girl! What a good wife she would be.
0: What do they feed that dog?
2: Um, wolf's tooth.
1: <laughs> dog food, two good, flavors. Good dog for good food for bad dogs.
0: Pulled mm-hmm. out the second can. Mm-hmm. Possum I thought, or rat? I thought. Possum Is, was the second can. Does
2: he was eat dog
0: food, too? <laughs> <laughs> like bags eating the dog biscuits to keep smoking? I the first can was for the dog and the second can was for him. <laughs> he eats that dog
1: a lot. We only feed it once a day. When
0: he held up that can and just turned it over. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: So Could not Vera. have
0: been grosser. And then he put two cans, two <laughs> giant cans, and then he just poured kibble around it. These are full-size cans. Also, <laughs> notice did you notice he made the macaroni and cheese for himself, and he did not put any butter or I milk in there. That <laughs> just, just water and macaroni. I, I did not notice that at
3: all because yeah. I don't make
2: macaroni. <laughs> God, that was gross. Could have made a nice bouche chamele the cheese. But it does that.
0: show that Brandy is a very well-trained
2: dog. Yeah, because Brandy, he sat there and Brandy said something and he's like, I will throw this shit away. I don't want to do it, he but gets, I will if you
1: fucking start you up.
3: Did If you whine, you don't eat. He gets,
1: he gets Brandy from a, a dog fighting ring. And it's like super trained and super vicious when it needs to be. Clearly.
2: Well, yeah. Was that in the book? Yeah.
1: Didn't work out for fucking texts. No.
0: <laughs> this book that you're referencing, stuff. is that a novelization of the movie? Or was well,
1: the movie based? Well, he wrote based- a novel and it made it kind of made it into a movie. So he said he just finished up the book and made it nicer and then put it out as a book. He evidently I worked, worked I on really this story for five years. Yeah tried so, to write a novel, yeah, and then he,
0: he, it wasn't good, so he's like, "You know what? I'm just going to turn it into a movie. It'd be a better I think,
1: script."
2: I think yeah. he tried to write the movie script, and it just, he, he just kept putting in more stuff, so it ended up being a novel. You cannot have a you yeah. know 500 page as we movie. know
3: <laughs> making a movie from a novel.
0: You lose a
2: lot each of page shit. Is a yeah, movie. you do. <laughs> if a good movie, if they say, a good shooting script
1: should be about read Harry pages.
0: Potter and the S- Philosopher's each Stone, and then watch Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone.
4: That is not the same.
1: <laughs> the script, mm-hmm. each page is a minute. So you have 500 pages yeah you, you just can't Watch. do it so can't <laughs> all
2: right so he um he finishes um, making his macaroni and cheese and then he goes and that is a signal to brandy to go eat mm-hmm. and, she, and she
0: apparently likes um rat flavored wolf's tooth <laughs> Who and doesn't
2: huh. and cliff watches tv cut back to rick who's rehearsing, rehearsing his lines for tomorrow and making some more whiskey sours which I first thought was margaritas, but no, it's whiskey sours. I did not Could be realize. Margaritas. I don't know. He
3: was rehearsing lines. I thought he was just going back through his repertoire, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like reliving the high moments. He doesn't have any, he doesn't
1: have anybody to play to lines, lines off. Lines. Yeah. yeah. So he just records the asked other Cliff, lines. But he, did. Uh, Cliff may not want to, or uh, he may, be may not be embarrassed it. by it, or maybe Cliff maybe. can't read. I kind of was like,
0: <laughs> I want a whiskey sour.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: No, we should have had some red apples. Cigarettes. No,
0: I'm no. not taking it. No, we have
2: red apples in the uh,
0: <laughs> Nobody liked them shitty red apple cigarettes.
2: Even and in the post credit, there's a commercial for red apples. Yeah. And Rick's like, I I smoke red apples. And after he got cut, he goes, These are shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that think, cutout's
0: got a double chin.
2: Does anybody fucking pay attention and he hits it? But even remember uh, Thank You for Smoking? Mm-hmm. He's like i didn't even smoke marlboros would you smoke cools imagine if you were doing a cigarette commercial and you had to smoke you'd smoke your brand
1: mean, nobody's gonna, gonna, them gonna free. know mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when well, my aunt ran like the advertising stuff for newport they would swimming in boxes in newport so they all switched to newport because it was free because what are you gonna do yeah i'd be selling extra
0: the disgusting
1: yeah well anyway so my grandma
0: smoked virginia slim's
1: mom smoked that
0: which was so funny for, I remember her at one point, she had one of those cigarette holder things, <laughs> which was extra cool. funny because Virginia Slims were so skinny. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I was a Marble Light kind of a guy.
0: Mm-hmm. I my, only ever smoked weed. <laughs> I smoked Marble Reds, and my okay. dad for a long time smoked Camel Non Filters. Wow. he still a smoked, lot. That's <laughs> hardcore. I smoked Black and Milds. For a very short
2: time, because
3: I, I couldn't stand the smell of all my friends' cigarettes. <laughs> so, like,
2: they tell you if you smoke, you're gonna die of cancer, but I know a lot of people that smoked like heavily, and none of them died from cancer. Mm-hmm. I yeah, feel like that's it's bullshit.
1: Just a, it's a cancer activator. I feel like that's so. bullshit.
0: It doesn't mean you're gonna Percentage. get cancer. Everybody just because they it. haven't died of cancer yet doesn't mean they won't.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And doesn't your aunt have real bad emphysema? Yeah, that might. be good Aunt Joe. Yeah we all of her smoking? It
2: might be because of the cigarettes. I don't know. am pretty sure that's related. But she's one. That's one. Everybody smoked in the 80s. I'm talking about everybody. Everyone. Everyone. <laughs>
1: Thank you. lot well, of quit, though,
2: too. Yeah, well, that, you're not allowed to smoke anywhere. You can only smoke in your house, under a blanket, when no one else is home. Yeah. Those aren't the rules anymore?
0: No, that seems terrible. I don't want to smoke in a blanket fort. <laughs> I mean, recently realized my sister.
2: But I think that's one smoking. of the reasons why no one smokes anymore is because it's Which not, one, Aaron. It's not socially accessible anymore. <laughs> and you you can't smoke anywhere. Like when mm-hmm. I was in the Navy, everybody smoked to get things done. If you want to get something done, you haven't smoked it. Now, I don't think anybody smokes. Smoking was cool. Made Illegal. Cigarettes are cool and available. We fucking do the job ourselves.
3: Every time I see an ad for one, like, at the gas station, I'm like, oh my god! We
2: were at 7-Eleven. This was, like, a year ago. And I was like, holy shit, cigarettes are ten bucks! No, we were not at 7-Eleven.
0: We were at fucking... Walgreens Walgreens and he was harassing the clerk about the price <laughs> of cigarettes holy and I'm shit. like this motherfucker does not want to hear you talk about cigarettes you're not in the buying. <laughs> he, he even does smoke. not care he works retail <laughs> I had not really looked at the price of cigarettes nobody wants here, to hear your dumb by. jokes like, and nobody wants to about shit
2: you're not buying it was like $9 a pack I'm like who the fuck pays that
0: right
3: I don't have to say anything want. to anybody but while you're at the gas pump often yes. there's a sign and I'm like holy shit <laughs> I never really paid And then triple
0: it. it, and that's the price of cigarettes in New York. And that's why John's family is always asking him to bring him cigarettes, which is um,
2: illegal. It's illegal. <laughs> a, a no-no. I never do it. This
3: week, I got gas at a 7-Eleven. It had a sign that was like, if you buy, and it was one of those, like, um, what are the vape the things? If you buy one of these, you can get... Up to $5 off every gas purchase. I was like, how much is that? <laughs> Limit $5 per month
0: or something. I am like,
3: Jesus, how much do these things cost that you're just going to give people $5
0: off? The vape pen's probably pretty cheap, but the vape water or whatever mm. they're vaping, vape juice.
3: I don't have any idea how much it costs and I'm fine I don't, that. okay, look, we
0: know right, how we bad cigarettes are, but there's no way that it can be good to vape.
2: Fruit loops
4: <laughs> <laughs> so we cut
2: the Roman and the Sharon who go out in their 1952 MGTD sport uh, roadster mm-hmm. um, so did anybody else see the outfit and think yeah baby
1: yeah
2: I mean because every time you yes. see that like I was evidently in the 60s people wore that but Austin Powers has ruined that whole outfit
3: I mean, when we go to the Playboy Mansion, that one dude looks like Austin Powers.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that, might, that might have been Austin Powers. What if they would have got Mike Myers to just hang out in the back?
1: <laughs> That'd have been pretty fucking cool. I think he just was. Maybe he was making fun of him a little bit because mm, he's a murderer. <laughs> All right. anyway. And a rapist. And a rapist. Exactly. Roman Polanski. No, oh. he's a
0: piece of shit.
2: Well, he had a bad he had a bad break here. He was a
0: piece of crap.
2: Could we talk about the movie for a minute? He's barely in it. <laughs> you notice that Rumpelansky
1: doesn't really do much in this movie. No. We no, see him, nobody him wants to drive him- and dance. Him and Manson are both. Like, no, because really they're massive. turds. All right. Yeah, they are. All right. So now,
2: okay, uh, we go to a party at the Playboy Mansion, and Steve McQueen is there, and he greets Sharon. Mama Cass is there as well. That is indeed the, the swinging 60s. I bet there are one or two illegal substances at this party. You know. Oh, yeah. Steve McQueen watches Sharon dance. It tells a story about how Sharon was engaged to Jay Sebring, um, but broke it off after he she went to go shoot a movie with Roman. And now the three of them are inseparable. And he's like, because um, Jay knows at one point that Polish fucker is going to mess up. And when he does, Jay's sure. going to be there.
1: Like, okay. And the
3: chick is like, well, she does have a type. Due
1: to our... Look like 12-year-old boys. Look like 12-year-old boys and are talented. talented. (laughs) (laughs) And Steve McQueen says,
2: I never had a chance. (laughs) Which, good for him. Steve McQueen, they say he's the king of cool, but he's not. That's Steve Martin. Steve
0: McQueen was a different kind of cool. He was.
2: Uh, The next morning, Roman is having breakfast, and we see Sharon is in bed dreaming she's a motorcycle. (laughs) Um, Rick and Cliff uh, go to the set, and Cliff drops him off. Cliff wants to know who's gaffing this thing, and uh, he's going to be working this week. Rick tells him, oh, the same guy who gaffed the Green Hornet, so there's really no point of asking if you're going to be working. Boy. Cliff laughs. He, goes, All he right. doesn't
3: like you. <laughs>
2: he's like, hey, the antenna on my house broke last night. Uh, can you, while I'm doing this, can you run back to the house and fix it? He's like, sure. All right. Um, so Rick meets the director who wants to do a zeitgeist injection of the character. He wants a modern look for this old western. He wants something that he could wear on set today, and then go hit sunset in tonight. And they put him in this brown fringy jacket and long hippie hair, long z- er, zapato mas- mustache. Mm-hmm. And Hells Angels. Cliff wants to. I mean, uh, Rick wants to know. Hey, if I'm wearing all this shit, how's anybody supposed to know it's me? And The director's like, they're not going to see you.
1: They're going to see the character. And he says the character's name. Because right? back then it was more. Actors were more of an IP. I mean, it's still kind of, it's still that way now with some people, but they weren't they weren't really actors. They were just like, hey, this guy's gonna be in this movie. Watch it. It's except Humphrey Tom, Bogart. Except for Tom Cruise and Tropical Thunder, where <laughs> well, he's not even built yeah. and
2: he's under a whole shitload of makeup and is amazing in it. It's my favorite Tom Cruise <laughs> role ever.
0: Tom Cruise is amazing in pretty much everything.
2: Not everything. He's wonderful. Have you seen. He's not uh, amazing
0: in real
1: life. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, he's fucking batshit crazy. I believed he was a uh, military procurer of artifacts in The Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, man, why didn't they get an actor to do it? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, and then you guys were like, that was Tom Cruise. I was like, oh,
0: shit. <laughs> you know what? If that's on, you should watch it.
1: That's what I hear. <laughs>
2: So let's cut the cliff. He's driving back to Rick's house to fix the antenna. And he sees Pussycat again at a bus stop. And she's hitching a ride. And he's like, she's like, hey, you going my way? And he's like, nope, I'm going this way. So she does a little oh, crying thing. Face. And he drives away and he drives up to Rick's house. And he goes to the tool shed. And if you look in the tool shed as he's just grabbing a beer, um, there's something uh, next to the door. Anybody, know what it, anybody see it?
3: It's a flamethrower. It's
2: a flamethrower. Flamethrower, Rick. The goddamn flamethrower. From his movie where he tortures the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Anybody already any fried sauerkraut? <laughs> and he tortures the Nazis. Um. Uh. So he gets everything he needs, and he parkours up to the roof. <laughs> takes off his shirt, and I'm wondering what does this guy eat? Oh yeah, beer and cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: macaroni and
2: cheese. I'm just saying. Probably s- not
3: enough.
1: With when, no butter. And when milk.
2: smoking was in vogue, people were you know a lot skinnier. Yeah. No one
1: smokes anymore. Everybody's heavier. Cigarettes. Well, we there's also the FDA lying about soda. That doesn't help. And sugar.
3: About how good it is for you. Mm. Yeah. About how it's not bad for you, perhaps. The way that
1: cigarettes did, <laughs> and mm-hmm. nine out of ten doctors say you should smoke cool. So it's like really. Mm-hmm. Well, five out of Russian five out of ten, or five out of six Russians think Russian roulette's fun too. <laughs> <laughs> One out of six. One people. doesn't. Yeah
2: much all right so cut to sharon who puts on music and she's packing and dancing she does this a lot so in the movie i read the trivia Quentin tarantino says she's more of an angel in this movie she's angelic so they, they
1: have her moving around and she's not really interacting. She's more of an angel. Well, they had to get permission from her family to do from the From her movie, sister. And they wanted to show her as a person a little bit more than just being yeah. this victim that everybody remembers her getting mutilated.
2: And her sister cried when she saw the movie because she got to see her sister for the first time in 50 years. Yeah. I'm like, okay, sure.
0: That's also why she has the disgusting, dirty feet later in the movie because Sharon Tate hated wearing shoes. Is that right? Yes. She took her shoes off at every opportunity and she would sometimes put rubber bands on her feet to look like she was wearing sandals so she could be barefoot at restaurants really
1: that's kind of yes. weird it's a little gross
0: but that's why her feet not only did she put her feet up on the seat but that's why they're so filthy hmm. because she wanted to be barefoot all that. the time in the it's in the trivia and Quentin Tarantino worked really closely with her sister so I assume that and that is probably it's true it's Quentin
2: Tarantino
1: so we we've gonna feet. show some <laughs> yeah. feet feet
2: yeah. So, back on the roof, Cliff uh, recalls Rick saying about the Green Hornet gaffing, the guy who did Green Hornet gaffing this uh, show, and we cut back to when he fought Bruce Lee. So, he wanted to be a stuntman on a Green Hornet episode that Rick was in, Um, I don't remember the character's name, but Kurt Russell Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was the stunt coordinator and he didn't want Cliff. Randy. Randy, thank you. Uh, Randy's yeah Randy he
0: didn't want Cliff because uh, his wife because his heard... wife
2: doesn't like him because he killed his wife <laughs> which <laughs> which mm-hmm. is fair yeah I asked Elaine hey if, uh, if a guy was rumored to kill his wife but I you know, what would you think she wouldn't like him so Boy there's stinks. a lot of mm-hmm. so this scene we talked about earlier about how much controversy there is and the Bruce Lee faithful well the cultists yeah. you know they hate it and Bruce Lee would never lose and this that and the third I'm like
1: Bruce Lee if he was alive today would get fucked up by guys in the UFC and, and you can't prove otherwise. And there's also people that think it's part of a narrative thing where because if you watch it, there's like 80 people watching them fight. But then at the end, when it's Bruce and him fighting, there's no one there. Yeah. So they think that maybe he's saying that you can't believe this guy. is a fucking psycho. And he just remembers shit how he remembers shit. You know what I mean? I mean, you can take it different ways. but Bruce says he can't get into a fight because if he kills him...
2: the Lethal you know? weapons. My hands. Right. I hate that. That's one of the things that bug I have two black belts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have never had to register anything but a gun.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we'll, we'll play it that way, John. But he goes, if anybody <laughs> kills, kills another, another person in a fight, shit. then they
3: kill them, and they're going to yeah, go just, to
1: jail. If I kill you, I go to jail. Goes, if anybody what, kills anybody, it's called mass law. That's <laughs> not what they said in the documentary Con Air. Yeah. The doc- he, he went to jail. <laughs> For being a lethal weapon. For being a lethal Whenever weapon. Whenever someone tells me they have, to have their
2: red hands registered, I call them out. i mean, like, no you don't. You're lying. It's bullshit and you probably have never been
1: in a fight in your life. But it probably doesn't look good if you did kill somebody and went to um, court and they go, well, you're a black belt. You will
2: be held to a different standard.
1: Right. Like, did But you nobody ha- registers their hands no. as lethal weapons. Did
2: you, it's, it would be, did you have the ability to not kill them? Yeah. Like you... Being a black belt, like, you no, could very easily dick. kill them. <laughs> you could very easily kill them, but did you have the ability to not kill them? Like they break in your house and you just.
3: But you have this level of discipline. Yeah, that you other choke them unconscious have. and That's then, the you know, as
2: they fall asleep, could you have, you know, yeah. tied them up? Did you have to hold that choke on and kill them? No. But it felt good. But it felt good. <laughs> <laughs> and they won't rob me anymore. <laughs> but they're not robbing anybody ever again. <laughs> there's, a, there's a really cool video of. Privatized world peace. There's a video of Matt Sarah. You know who that is? Mm hmm. Matt was a UFC fighter. He was the guy who knocked out GSP. Oh. Okay. So he's a really good jujitsu guy. Like he was at a diner and some guy was in a they were fighting, so we told him to stop. Oh, and the yeah, guy attacked yeah, him and he took him down and mounted him. And the guy's like, i want to fucking kill
1: you. And he's like, I did see that. He's like, I not hear me that. Yeah,
2: I'm like, he's like, no, you're not. Just stop it. Like yeah, that's yeah. how they expect black belts to act. Yeah. Like, just stop it. This is not gonna go the way. You're never gonna whoop my ass. You're never gonna do anything yeah. but sit here until the police show up. And then you see the cops come in and he gets up, he's like, Alright, all yours. Yeah. <laughs> because Black belt. He doesn't have anything to prove. And guess what else he didn't do? Register his hands
1: as lethal weapons. Well, he should have. Gordon <laughs> to Con Air. And Bruce Lee. <laughs> Bruce Lee. All right, but... He, uh, all jokes aside, he was really, really good as Bruce Lee. This guy was, yeah. yeah. he was really good. And like, they something... offered this
2: role to a bunch of guys and they didn't want to do it because it didn't show Bruce in the good light. <sighs> Whatever. He was amazing as Bruce Lee. I thought he was really good. I'd fight Bruce Lee. <laughs> anyway Alright so um, This is the reason Why Cliff has no chance To work in the movie Because they decided They're going to have a contest No punching in the face Two out of three Who could knock The other guy down in Two times Yeah just or
3: somebody On their butt We're not trying mm-hmm. To hurt each other We're yeah. just right. trying To see who knocks So, so down. the
2: first um, fall Bruce comes out And gives a flying sidekick And knocks him Cliff down Right away yeah. And he gets the ghost, That's pretty good Kato Try that again. So Bruce tries it again. (laughs) This time Cliff sidesteps, grabs him, and throws him into a car.
0: And dents that car. And that was a car in the sixties. That's not so easy to do. No, No. I don't
2: think Bruce would have got up. Honestly, if you throw me into a car and it causes a dent like that from a a car made of fucking steel, we're done. That's tough. But then the third fall, Cliff was winning. If you watched I watched the fight twice just to see because Bruce how was is going. doing these
1: tip tap hits and Cliff is blocking and moving it's in because he's like going I'm forward. going to grab you and right right before it gets broken up he
2: punches Bruce dead in the chest yeah. and knocks him back Yeah. and this is when the uh, Randy's wife comes out and goes ho what are you doing Yeah. and then Randy comes and goes what's going on and he's like Cliff's beating the shit out of Bruce and Bruce <laughs> is like whoa 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 no one's beating the shit out of Bruce and Cliff is like then, dead in the car or say something else and then she goes what whoa. the fuck did you do to it's, my it's car so that actress is actually the stunt woman from Kill Bill. Yeah. She played Uma Thurman. Interesting. Yeah. Evidently, she's a really good friend of Quentin Tarantino's. Mm-hmm. So, Anyway, so that's why. So back to the roof. Cliff Gibbs <laughs> look like, all right, <laughs> I can see why I'm not getting to stunt this, this series. Yeah, Worth maybe it. Maybe they're right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see an ice cream truck stops to Polanski House. <laughs> and Charles fucking Manson comes to the door looking for Terry and Dennis Wilson. Yes, the Beach Boys. Um, they no longer live there. They no longer live there. And he's like, oh, do you know where? And Jay meets up with him. And Sharon comes out and is like, who is this? And she's standing in the door. And Charles Manson gives her a weird look. Because he's an evil fucker. Yeah. But then he leaves. Nothing happens. And there's a little weird to think about. She's in the door where they wrote pig in her blood. Yeah. yeah. And then Trent Reznor bought the door. Because he's a sick fucker. He bought, I thought they bought the house. I don't know, but the door, he took the door and put it in his recording studio. Oh, okay.
1: I don't know, I, was, what, I remember something, somebody, bought the Camera Manson, somebody bought that fucking house and recorded some music in it or whatever, it's like, whatever, guys, whatever you gotta do. Yeah. Head
2: like a hole. Just drink whiskey, it's a lot easier. Anyway, back on set, uh, Rick heads to, to set and wait, and wait for his time to shoot, it's lunchtime, but he can't eat because he just had the whole makeup done. Who so decides to read his book, and he meets um, Trulia, who only wants to go by Marabella when she's on set because it <laughs> helps her stay in character. She's reading a book about Walt Disney, who's a genius, once in a lifetime genius. Mm-hmm. His dying words were,
0: "Kurt Russell." There you go.
2: They chit chat a bit about being an actor, and she says, "Actor." Um, I don't Not use the actress. word actress because it's nonsensical. I think she's got a point. Anyway, um, they talk about what they're reading and blah, 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 blah. Sharon picks up a hitchhiker in her Porsche. Amazing that this was such a thing. No one's picking up anybody in a goddamn Porsche right now. Nobody's picking up anybody in anything. Nobody like picks now. up Hopefully.
3: hitchhikers at all.
2: Because hitchhikers started killing people. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you know, one bad apple spoils it for everybody. Yeah. Anyway, um, Sharon goes to um, run some errands and things. and um, She goes into a bookstore and... And evidently the book that she buys is the last thing she gave Roman Polanski. That's like uh, the last
1: time they saw each other, he she gave him that book. And the in the bookstore is the Maltese um, Maltese Falcon. Right, go keep going. Okay. Well, in the store is the Maltese Falcon from the movie The Maltese Falcon. Sharon picks up and looks at it. And on set, Leonardo DiCaprio goes, Is that the Maltese Falcon? Like what what are you doing with that? He goes, It's I'm gonna put it in there for like a joke. He goes, You know I have the real one. Yeah. He's like, What do you mean? He goes, I have it in storage. He goes, You have the Maltese Falcon, the actual <laughs> one from the movie? He goes, Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll bring it if you want. He's like, well, fuck, we already got it set up. He goes, but Jesus, man, that's cool.
2: <laughs>
1: I was going to mention that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know you did that. No, that's good. I,
2: I appreciate not having you talk the entire time. That's cool. But that is weird that Leonardo DiCaprio was like, yeah, I have that home. <laughs> so you just is have home. Is it the weird. When you make $40 million a year, I guess you could buy some weird shit, you know? If I made that much money, I'd have some weird shit, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway.
3: She apparently was also the stump double for Kate uh, Blanchett on the Ragnarok.
2: Mm. Oh, really? Welcome back to the podcast, According
3: thing. to the IMDb's. Oh. <laughs> mm.
2: So, cool. Rick meets James Stacy, who's the lead for um, Lancer, which is the show they're shooting right now. Um, they talk about he, that he almost got the McQueen part in The Great Escape. Mm. And DiCaprio was like, oh, well, me and uh, a couple other guys were in for it. And they actually show DiCaprio digitally <laughs> inserted into the movie The Great Escape. It's pretty cool. Tarantino's not a huge fan of digital, but there was really no other way to do this. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Unless you
1: want to reshoot it. Yeah,
3: when it was on, Tony was like, that was pretty good.
1: <laughs> Usually that looks really bad, like Mark Ruffalo in, a, in the Iron Man suit, but this was like, yeah, "It's not bad for... This was like actually it. pretty good, and I was like, you know what? I kind of want to see movies now with new actors
2: <laughs> in different roles, just to fucking do it. Like, take somebody out and digitally put somebody else in. Re-release it. There... They should probably do that for the Flash movie that's going kind to of, mm-hmm. Oh, shit. <laughs> anyway. Um, so Sharon goes to see herself in The Great Escape. I'm sorry,
1: in The Wrecking Crew. And Have she, you ever seen that? Uh, no. I haven't Actually, seen it either. I, seen it's, it. I looked it up. It's on Crackle. Is it? I was thinking about uh, watching that yeah, So she
2: goes to the movie theater and is like, hey, um, how much is the ticket? And she says, like, I don't know.
3: 75 cents.
2: 75 cents. She's yeah. like, what if you're in the movie? She's like, what do you mean if you're in the movie? She's like, like, if you're in the movie, Sharon Tate, that's me and like and, who? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she, she has to call the usher she's like I'm
0: the clumsy one
2: yeah calls the she's usher like, no, she's like
0: no that's the girl from the valley of the dolls that's me
2: <laughs> and they're like oh so she's like she talks to the usher and the usher's like well hey do you want to check out the movie she goes well can I well yeah go ahead go check it out and then the cashier is like hey can I get your picture she's like sure she's like oh can you get by the poster because no one knows who you are
3: <laughs> yeah. people will understand if they see the context I enjoyed this.
2: <laughs> and if if you were an actor and you were in a movie, would you want to go see it like just randomly? Now, the, not the premiere. Would if you were just on like a this Wednesday, you have shit to do. Me,
3: I might if I didn't have anything else to do. I might. But this reminds me, I was watching Graham Norton clips mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, what's his name. Nick Fury. (laughs) Samuel Jackson. My brain isn't working. Samuel Jackson Jackson says, Any movie, he was on an interview there. He said, Any movie I'm in is going to make at least $1,000 because I'm buying that opening weekend. I'm giving tickets to like the Boys and Girls Club and the Girl Scouts (laughs) and schools and shit. They can pass out tickets for fun churches. He goes, And then I go see it like two weeks later. For some random Friday night. Just because I want to see what real people who are coming. Like, not opening weekend people, but regular people.
2: Not (laughs) movie people. I
3: want to see how they react to this movie. But I want to be
0: kind of (laughs) incognito.
2: How does he go incognito? He's Sam Jackson. I
0: don't know.
2: He puts on hair. (laughs) No.
0: I'm sure it's easy. Because you see that, like, there's always a thing... If you always recognize somebody famous. And then they list all the times Robert Downey Jr. came in second place in a Robert Downey Jr. contest. Yeah. <laughs> because people think,
3: like, that looks like him. And they I have, have this idea. whole
0: list be. of things of people who, that's true. <laughs> who the lookalike was recognized and the actual person was there.
2: Like a friend of mine was at a mall once and saw Alice Cooper. Didn't know it was him until he walked by. Yeah.
0: And he was Lord convinced Lord it wasn't Bart- Bart- really. Like, was that Alice Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> and that Couldn't
1: motherfucker ghosted through us. I was like, a son of a little <laughs> Well, it the Prince of Darkness. This happened to Tarantino is where this came from. He apparently when I think I was a Reservoir Dog, which might have been true romance, but I heard him talking on a podcast. He said that, that he took a girl out on a date and she was like they were doing something and he was like she wanted to go see a movie. He's like, Well, there's a movie playing. And he, <laughs> he went said, to the know, movie, movie theater <laughs> and he's like I'm Tarantino. I want to come and see my movie, and they're like, "Who?" And he's like, I'm "Quentin Tarantino." And they're like, "Yeah, right." He goes, "I made this movie," and they didn't believe him. And he, and he had to show him his ID and stuff. He's like, "How many Tarantinos are there?" You know? like, All right. So, like he said, eventually that they couldn't, he convinced them and they let him in. But he was like, "Yeah, nobody knew who the fuck he was."
3: I thought it was cute how she was in the theater and kind of just like watching everybody's yeah. reaction and like when they laughed think, at
2: the right parts. I think I would do that too if I was watching a movie I was in. I'd be like that. Like, how are they looking at it? I'd be watching the people watch the movie. I'd sit in the back. (laughs) Just so I could see what everybody's reacting to the
1: movie. I heard Brad Pitt in an interview. Brad Pitt and Norton went and saw Fight Club, I think at Cannes or something. Like, somewhere, wherever it showed first, like, they sat in the back, and they go, dude, fucking watch this. And they hated the movie, and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, like, they snuck out before anybody saw them. They're like, yeah, everybody hated that movie the first time they saw it, or wherever it played first. Oh, like, I saw it oh, well, in 99, and thought it was amazing. Oh, I did, too, but mm-hmm. they, wherever they showed it first, I think it was, like, Hans, or one yeah. of those film festivals, and nobody liked it, and people were right. walking out. And they're like, oh, shit. I've seen it once. I've
2: seen it more we than that. read the book first. All right, so we cut to Rick on sh- on set of Lancer, and he's having a little trouble with some of his lines. Like he's messing up his lines these are the lines he was going over because he had in too the many, pool. too many goddamn whiskey sours we'll, we'll get to that so then so <laughs> now he's in his trailer and he's bitching about his performance and in this um, Leonardo DiCaprio's having a hard time being Rick Dalton in character so he was just being Leonardo DiCaprio when he blows a scene <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> That's funny when
3: you talking about I'm done drinking and then he opens his glass and he throws it out the door (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. and he looks at himself in the mirror and says I'm gonna blow your fucking head off if (laughs) you don't get this scene right so he's not being Rick Dalton he's being Leonardo DiCaprio I'm like DiCaprio does this? (laughs) like this can't be right maybe like maybe just the way that he acts like he gets pissed off at himself in the, the trivia. trivia
0: it also said that he was having trouble playing rick dalton because because he's supposed to be mediocre and, and he's, Leonardo and he's DiCaprio. not <laughs> and it was his idea to have him forget his lines to mm-hmm. show that he was a mediocre actor and that was actually an ad-lib and not in the script
2: yeah when he messed up his lines so this whole scene here in the trailer wasn't in the script <laughs> this is just was Leonardo order like i have an idea and quentin tarantino's like cool but yeah, Leonardo I mean, DiCaprio he's doesn't he's have he's these problems because he's really, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, he's now. a big-ass actor. If he has an idea, you listen. Yeah, He's, he's not a mediocre. I'd right? hurt you to listen to him. I would have liked to have been there. I've been the director during the... So you have Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Al Pacino in a scene. How do you direct that? <laughs> I mean, you just All let right, it go. Go.
1: Actually, just actually People. I actually listen. No, they're really good actors. They're good no, at their job. No, they're
0: just people who are good at their job. That doesn't mean like it's difficult to direct. Quentin Tarantino has made all these fucking movies. No, are I, that's assuming question that he's is... not also good at his job. Mm-hmm. I mean, my I question think it's turd, is, uh, now, but...
2: if someone wants to do something different, do you tell them no? Yes. Well, I, well you,
3: I imagine you would say, we can try that, but we're also going to try it the way I have envisioned. Do it the way it's written? And then I'll watch them both and see which one resonates best. If they're good actors, then they're going to
2: do it multiple ways. All right, so we're back to the movie theater with Sharon Table. She's watching herself in the fight scene, and she's actually doing the little fight scenes. Yeah. And it comes well, to her I'm, drilling this with Bruce Lee. Was he
1: a... I don't know if he was actually in the... I'm sure he was consultant coordinator. I I feel
0: like there's... Bruce Lee has a couple of scenes, like, with Jay Sebring doing... Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah,
2: like he's a buddy Like, he must have
0: been somebody they knew.
2: All right, so we cut to Cliff driving. Wouldn't you know who he runs into, but Pussycat. She's still hitchhiking and is going... And they're going the right way.
3: Now he's going the right direction.
2: She does this weird dance, and as the police drive by, she throws them off and yells, fucking pigs. If I was him, I would have just kept fucking driving. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well yeah, he, he even goes whoa he's, he's like this girl is a lot
3: Cliff? he doesn't want to deal with the cops but he's not
1: antagonizing yeah. <laughs> he asks her Don't
2: look he asks
0: her where she's going and she tells and him that it's this particular ranch Spawn. and he, Spawn Ranch and he, knew, he knows where that is because he used to make westerns and he's so. like
2: you so live at Spawn they- Ranch she's like yep he, my, me and my friends all together
0: <laughs> it's where they used to make bounty
2: law and he's like well hell I'll give you a ride and then she tries to tell him where to go and he's like actually I know where it is and she asks him if he's an old timey actor, and he's like, uh, I, "I'm a stuntman,
3: I, mean, I guess." <laughs> if you really want to call it old timey, it was like eight years ago. Says, if eight years ago
2: is old. Years ago. And then um, he tells her she's a stuntman, and they continue to drive. She offers to give him a blowjob while they're driving. And he likes the unwritten
1: rules of the road. <laughs> <laughs> we learned that in James uh, Silent Bob*. Dogma. Dog- no. no, it's no. no you're you're Bob right. That's what George Carlin says. Mm-hmm. take a shot in the mouth. against gets a couple <laughs> hundred miles down the road. It's
3: basically like, how old are you? She says 18. He's like, no,
2: you're not, and I'm not going to jail. He it. says, if, can you show me some uh, ID that shows me you're 18? And she's like, and you won't because you don't have it. And she's like, you going to play kiddie games? Obviously, I'm not too old to fuck you, but you're too old to fuck me. He's gonna... like, and he ch- says, <laughs> ch- what oh. I'm
0: too old to do is go to jail for poon tang. Prison tried to get me all my life. When it does, it won't be for you. No offense.
2: That's a really good line. Good yes. for him. You know what? Cliff. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we cut to Rick, who's newly motivated to act his ass off. And we get a great scene with Luke Perry. And evidently, Luke Perry had a bunch of other scenes that got cut. Uh, Dude. Oh, this movie's very long. He had to is, cut I something. Mean, yeah,
1: um, And, I mean, and it was all just, just scenes for this one TV day TV show. shooting James a pilot. Marston, <laughs> James Marsden and what's his name where it was in it, too. Um, uh, Abomination. Tim Roth? Tim Roth, He Apparently, they were in it, too, and they got cut. So, I mean you got a four hour movie yeah, you got to you, cut some motherfuckers
0: You're not making a movie about this pilot You're yeah, making a yeah. movie about this person yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not like a three and a half hour director's cut Oh I'm
1: sure there's tons of movies
0: I don't know why they don't make those now
1: Like I don't know either I never understood why they didn't like, If you want to sit through the Snyder Cut If you want to you sit, through sit through the, the,
0: the mini series that is this movie yeah. <laughs>
1: Which a lot of people uh, which, would Which he did it for the Hateful Eight and it's like, who get, I mean, movie, maybe if you like that movie, that's fine, but I've, I fucking, I don't get it. I've watched it like five times going, maybe I just don't get it. I get it. And every it's time I watch boring. it, I'm like, this is fucking boring. I don't get, what you I have never I seen I that because I don't go
0: out of my way to watch a Quentin Tarantino movie. If Tony's yeah. not
3: watching it, then I'm generally not watching it. Yeah. There's two things that have been on my watch list that Tony's not going to watch the whole summer. I haven't watched them yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so which are they? Fire Island, and the new Persuasion remake.
0: <laughs> I'm kind of interested in that new Persuasion remake, too. Those two things. Haven't watched them yet? No.
2: <laughs> All right, so um, this is a scene with Maribella and Rick. And the scene goes really well, and, and Rick does really well. And he, um, Marabella tells Rick that this is the best acting she's seen in her entire life. And
0: he cries. She's like
2: eight. This, this brings Rick to tears, and he says fucking Dalton,
3: but she is apparently a serious actor and he's mediocre so she's impressed (laughs) by what he did in the scene and that is meaningful
1: (laughs) He was impressed by her
2: so yeah alright so Cliff drops drops off Pussycat at the spawn ranch which draws up the rest of the Manson assholes Mm -hmm. and Pussycat wants to show Cliff around the ranch she She wants to introduce
0: him to Charles
2: Charlie Mm -hmm. She wants him to join the cult. Yeah. So Gypsy thanks Cliff for bringing Pussycat back and says, we all love Pussy. And he says, yes, we do. <laughs> but
3: Charlie's not here. They
1: all went Charlie's to Santa Barbara.
2: And she's like, everybody? Well, not everybody, but Gypsy tells Pussycat that Charlie's mostly, uh, they all went, they're gone. And we see Lulu and Tex talking, uh, they're about to give a tour of the, of the canyon or whatever. Before he leaves, Tex comes over and gives a once over to Cliff. Pussycat tells Cliff that Charlie's going, he's going to dig him, dig him the most. And Tex evidently he's like, all right, they're cool, and goes to give his little tour. Just some dude. Just some dude. Mm -hmm. Cliff asks if George still owns this ranch. And he's like, yeah. Does he still live right there? And points to the house. (laughs) He's like, yeah. Well, I'm going to go say hello. We're old friends. He's like, oh, you can't because he's napping. This is his nap time. He says, well, I'm going to go see for myself. And, like, well, you can't. He's like, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> you might be awake. You never know. And just fucking that. walk away. And, this, and none of them can stop Cliff, and Cliff knows that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that part of George was. Um, Burt Reynolds. Was supposed to be Burt Reynolds, but he died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bill Paxton was supposed to be in the pilot
2: with. He was supposed to be Timothy Oliphant.
0: He, he was supposed to be Timothy Elephant's uh, character. And he died. And he died. Uh, sucks. <laughs>
2: And Burt Reynolds suggested um, so during the fight scene with Bruce Lee, when Bruce says you're pretty, you're uh, pretty for a stuntman. That was uh, a Burt Reynolds line. He came up with that. Oh, yeah. And Brad Pitt doesn't like people to tell him that he's pretty, but he only allowed it because it was a Burt Reynolds. I mean, <laughs> there's another
0: fun Burt Reynolds it's like, correction. Cut. Um, like that's fair. <laughs>
2: there's
0: <laughs> a there's another fun Burt Reynolds connection, but I'll get to it when we get there. All right. Mm-hmm. So
2: he approaches the house, and you know, squeaky tells everybody else to leave he'll take care of this and Cliff asks are you the mama bear she tells Cliff Squeaky is Dakota Fanning mm-hmm. yeah he is that is correct um she tells Cliff that she can't see George because you know uh, he's sleeping right now because they're gonna be up watching TV later Bonanza and FBI and she needs to get her George TV time
0: and he falls asleep if he doesn't get in mm-hmm.
2: he's like that's great but I'm not leaving to put my eyes on George and this and he flicks the screen isn't gonna stop me <laughs> So she's like, all right, then be facts. Right,
3: it's He's probably sleeping because I fucked his brains out earlier. And to so hear Dakota Fanning
2: time. say that is just a little off-putting for me. Because to me, Dakota Fanning's still like seventh. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dakota, please. Yeah, all right. I know you're a big girl now, but. <laughs>
3: she's like, I'm a grown woman, John. <laughs> I'm 32.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just because
1: you saw me in, uh, what it? Man on Fire. Man on Fire. Man, I love Seven. that. She's great in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, anyway.
0: She was born in '94.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow, she's a she's a full grown woman now, but mm-hmm. to me she's still a little Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so where are we? Da 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 da. Uh, Cliff goes to the house and sees this pretty disgusting. Yeah, it's rough. So Cliff goes down and uh, has to wake shake George awake, mm-hmm. and they have a conversation. With George has really no idea who he or Rick are. Mm-hmm. And he's he's like, like
1: John Wilkes Boo? <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, I'm Cliff, Cliff Boo. Booth. Uh, I used to be Rick Dalton's, who the fuck is that? Yeah, he talks circular for a while. You're mm-hmm. just like, okay, let's move he's on. He's like, hey, I, I
2: just want to make sure that you're all right. We used to work together. And these hippies aren't taking advantage of you. And he, he said, George says, said, squeaky? She loves me. So suck on that. Not everybody needs a stunt man.
4: <laughs> and
2: he's like, all right, well, fuck it. So then he leaves and Pussycat um, says, are you happy? Are we taking advantage of George? he's embarrassing are you, are you satisfied he's like not exactly
1: mm-hmm. well, you embarrassed me sorry about that
2: the family then yell at Cliff and as he's leaving and Cliff sees that someone has flattened one of his tires as and a they're knife all like out. you
3: need to leave you need to leave and, they go, and his tire's flat and I'm like
2: someone stabbed a knife they
3: want take. him to leave why would they disable his vehicle and, and Tony goes well they're not the smartest <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he sees the hippie sitting on a fence and he's laughing he's like you do that and he's like alright change the tire <laughs> The hippie says, fuck you. So then Cliff punches the shit out of him. Lifts him off his feet. Lifts him. And then he grabs him by the hair, looks at him, ladies, and hits him again. Then he picks him up and hits him again. And then he throws him against Rick's car. He says, that's my boss's car. And you're going to fix that tire. Can I get a rag to wipe my face? Nope. Nope. And as the girls start approaching, he points at him and says, You take one more step, I'm going to knock all of his fucking teeth out. And he means it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, good actor. I believed him. <laughs> I mean, just like you believe then, Tom Cruise was a, a whatever that uh, was, uh, I believe that he was going to knock that guy's teeth out. <laughs> one the of
0: the girls.
2: Surprised he didn't.
0: Sends, uh, sends a girl
2: to Moon go dance. Go get Moon dance or some dance or uh, some motherfucking stupid dance. We'll hope go this get bitch gets tex. gonorrhea. Go get Tex. So she rides off to go get Tex. Um and Tex heads you know, we get the hey someone's beating the shit out of so and so.
0: Clem. Clem.
2: Clem, yeah. Fuck Clem. <laughs> Fuck Clem, Fuck Clem looks Yeah, like he's him. a murderer. Mhm. Tex heads way back, but um just then as he shows up, the car's fixed, Cliff drives away. I really want to see uh Cliff whoop Texas ass. Text mine nut. You'll get to
0: see it later. <laughs> I know. But Well technically Tex might Brandy have
1: guns, I mean
0: you know. Technically Brandy whoops his ass. Let's be real here. No, he whoops
2: his ass too. But Brandy doesn't yeah, gave Brandy, a head start. <laughs> Brandy starts to work. He finishes. I mean, let's be fair, Brandy gave away a way head start on that fight. Yeah. Mm. So Sharon leaves the movie. Cliff picks up Rick, and they go to Rick's house to watch FBI. Cliff... Now, this episode
0: of FBI that, Cliff's, that Rick stars in is the, the episode's called All the Streets Are Silent. It's a real episode of this television show. And the clip that they show is the real, actual opening scene. But the character of Michael Murtaugh that Rick plays is actually played in the real episode by who? Bert Burt Reynolds. Reynolds. Nice. <laughs> and that's and he's he was known for his open mouth gum chewing, which is why Rick and Cliff refer to the gum chewing as strong. That's cool. Uh, that's my favorite piece of trivia. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: Well, anyway, so uh, Rick invited a man. In. He says, "Hey, I got a six pack of beer. If I would order a pizza or something." And it's like, that, of
3: course, we're gonna watch it. Yeah.
2: Let <laughs> me see that Cliff has an acid-dipped cigarette that he bought from a hippie. Goddamn fucking hippies. But anyway, this is that scene. Cliff
3: doesn't seem to hate the hippies the way Rick does, though. He doesn't I'm, love
2: them. I'm sure he does after. The, uh, oh yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. In a few months, he but does.
3: <laughs> I mean, he's given the one a ride. He kind of is like sees them around, and he. Doesn't but really. he doesn't hate them like Rick.
2: Does. I feel like in his character arc, he hates them at the end.
3: Oh yeah.
1: But this is that. I mean, famous, they
3: do try to kill him. So the famous,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, that does put a damper on people's relationship.
2: Yeah, that scene where Leonardo DiCaprio pointing is this scene because he's pointing at himself. Yeah, yeah. FBI. We cut to six months later. We get a voiceover from Kurt Russell. Um, it in Italy,
3: they made some spaghetti westerns.
2: That Rick was in um, Italy. and He made four movies, three more spaghetti westerns, and one. The fourth movie was a uh, James Bond ripoff. By the director by the name of Antonio Margarete.
0: Margarete, <laughs> which is was what I Was it actually the living Donnie room Donowitz? when we watched it. No, Donnie Donowitz died.
2: Donnie Donowitz. They was, didn't get
0: out of that theater when they killed Hitler.
2: I know, but uh, Antonio Margaretti was Donnie Donowitz.
0: <laughs> yes, but Donnie Donowitz did not make it out of that theater alive. They were locked in.
2: And then I, I wrote, I guess, Gorlami was unavailable. Mm. So on the way back, um, Rick came back to the U.S. with his new Italian wife, Francesca. It
3: Who's Eli Roth's ex-wife. ex-wife. yeah.
2: Rick was there with them the entire time, but he was sitting back in coach. Uh, we learned that Rick can no longer afford Cliff, and after Red Blood read something, yeah. tells Cliff that, hey, you know, I can't afford you anymore. We've got the new wife. We're going to sell the house, and yada, yada, yada. Buy a condo. In Toluca Lake or some shit. They both agree that they've, you know, you know they've, they've had a good run, so they have a good old fashioned drunk. When you have a buddy that's more than a friend but less than a wife, there's nothing better than a good old fashioned drunk to say farewell. All right.
3: That makes sense.
2: Write that down, Tony. Especially for
3: down. their friendship, that they're just gonna have one last blind drunk night. Yep. To say goodbye.
2: Back at Rick's, uh, home gets everybody gets settled in. Looks like Francesca gets to see there for the first time. She's very excited. Sharon has a visitor to home to her home too. It's Joanne and the baby. Sharon gives a tour and they eat. She's Bruce Willis's daughter. Mm. Is Demi Moore's daughter as well? Demi Moore's daughter as well. Yeah. So at five p.m. River Cliff Willis, that's her name. Cliff picks up um, his dog. And we hear that Roman was away. Uh, Sharon had some friends move in with her. This was a friend of Romans from Poland. His girlfriend, who is an heiress to the Folgers Folgers, coffee franchise. I'm like, wow, so she doesn't need the money. That's why she's a social worker. She's a social worker. (laughs) And because she's got money. A little bit. Yeah. So at 7 p.m., Sharon heads to the Mexican restaurant. Um, We see that there's a premiere at the Dirty Movie Theater. Quentin Tarantino actually owns that theater. They used to show dirty movies, but it doesn't show dirty movies anymore. I'm sure it still does.
3: She's like, "There's wow. premieres at
2: Dirty Movies." And Jay Sebring is like, "Oh yeah, they're great." <laughs> <laughs> at eight thirty-two, Rick and Cliff arrive at a different Mexican restaurant, and no one is there to greet them. All right, so Brandy, the dog, stayed behind with Francesca while she slept. Sharon is having <laughs> yeah. Sharon was having a hard time that night and being super pregnant, and it was the hottest night. Oh, I wrote it as hot as a devil's taint. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Hottest night of the year, supposedly.
2: How's the devil's tank? Mm-hmm. Alright, so uh, Rick and Cliff go get so drunk they have to take a cab home Sharon went home Is dinner how does taint? Yes
1: From Beef's Master?
4: <laughs>
2: At 11.46 Cliff and Rick get back to Rick's house Brandy was happy to see them both Around mm-hmm. midnight Rick makes margaritas and Cliff takes uh, Brandy for a walk and he, smoked his cigarette dipped in acid. He
0: goes to get a cigarette, and he sees the acid cigarette, which he left there because he didn't want to smoke it at his house. He wanted to be somewhere nice when he smoked it. And
4: he's like, Oh,
0: acid cigarette. Is tonight the night? Tonight's the night. So he goes to smoke it while he walks his dog.
2: And away we go. So Jay's with Sharon, and they're playing a record. Um, Cliff takes his dog for a walk. Just as Rick finishes his margaritas, he hears a bunch of goddamn fucking hippies in front of his house.
3: What he hears Private road. is a car that's got a, a bad muffler. <laughs> he hears a shitty
0: car. And
2: he looks outside on and goes, his
0: fancy street. And he looks outside <laughs> and goes, Are you
2: Goddamn fucking hippies. And he just He goes
0: out in his tiny short rope. It's a rust bucket. And, and he, he carries the
4: blender. Yeah, <laughs> no. he does.
2: He's drinking out of it, yeah. And he's hitting the car he's like, Hey, Dennis Opera. Dennis Opera. Get, Get this metal, metal asshole. <laughs> Off my street. He's like, this he, is a private road. Yeah. And he's like, all right, let we'll me back it up. Let me turn it around. Fuck you, back it up out of here. Then looks at the blonde, the redheaded girl, and goes, what are you looking at, you ginger fucker? <laughs> Dirty. <I> can't
3: imagine.
2: <laughs> Dirty fucking hippies. <laughs>
3: Even if I lived on a dead end street, I could not imagine running out to a car and
0: talking to them like that. I think I
2: would. <laughs> I think if they were hippies, I'd be full Rick John, fucking Dalton. John's it's getting crankier
0: as he gets older. <laughs> I'd it's a, a private road. drive. Yeah.
2: I'd go full Rick Dalton. I'd be like, hold on, what are you doing? I'm making margaritas. wife. Goddamn fucking hippies.
3: <laughs> get off of my lawn. <laughs> yes.
2: So textiles, fact, get off of my lawn. So Tex tells the girls... Um, mm-hmm. They were told to go to Terry's old house, kill everybody in it, and make it look witchy.
3: Terry's old house is where Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski live. Right.
2: Suddenly Not they, where
3: Rick Dolan right.
2: Suddenly they realized that that was, that was Rick. That was the guy from Bounty Law. And the red-headed fucker was like, Are you sure? That, well, yeah. He looked older, but that's definitely him. And Texas, like, had Holy a Bounty shit. Law lunchbox.
0: It's my favorite lunchbox.
2: <laughs> and one of the hippies expands upon an idea she had during one of her trip sessions. She says, every TV show that wasn't I Love Lucy had people killing. They taught us how to kill. So dig this. (laughs) (laughs) This We should kill the people who taught us to kill. Text asks the girls if they're ready to kill some piggies. One of the girls, uh, so they, you know, do their thing. They leave the car down there because they can't bring that mechanical asshole no, back up the street. It's too loud. No. So they go and they walk out. But so one, the other girl drives away with the car. That's so Ethan Hawks. She
0: doesn't
3: actually want to kill anyone.
2: Oh, she says, I forgot my knife. Can I go back to the car and get it? And then uh, Texas is like, yeah, hands of the keys and she drives away. So what actually happened is that girl stayed in the car and listened to them killing people. And they got in the car and they all left. She later testified against everybody. That's how they found out who did the killing.
0: I thought she also saw them mur- murder someone outside. Yeah,
2: there was a kid uh, in a car out in front of the Tate house, and they watched Tex shoot him. Mm. So she heard the murders and then later testified about the murders. And she said that she wanted to drive away, but she was paralyzed by f- with fear and couldn't.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: That's why she didn't die in prison. But that's what actually happened with that girl. So, Tex tells them that they will do uh, what they came to do. They'll split up a hitchhike. Cliff asks, um, back to Cliff, gets back to Rick's and decides that it's feeding time. He has cans of wolf's tooth at Rick's house.
0: Well, it seems like Brandy's been there before. Yeah. Yeah. And they talk, when they're at dinner, they talk about Francesca and Brandy and how how he might never get his
2: dog back. Yeah, (laughs) she's sleeping with Brandy. I mean, Francesca. Um, So... Just as he's like, all right, Brandy, get on the couch, and don't you give me any shit, and you pointing and he's like, whoa. The <laughs> train has left the station, and he turns the lights on, and this really overloads him. And he's like, ah, fuck, turns the lights off. And then he feed he opens the dog food and licks it. And then he gives the dog some, uh, I believe it was possum.
0: No, that was rat. That was rat. Sorry. Yep, I lo- I was paying attention because I wanted to see if we would get a different yeah. animal. But it was that raccoon,
2: was raccoon, rat, and possum. Well, th- this that is good rac- food for a mean dog. Yeah, good food. Meanwhile, for me Rick has his headphones on and he's singing in the pool alone. Mhm. Um. With his margaritas. Mhm. Rick, I mean uh, Cliff, is in the house and he puts on some music, which wakes up Francesca, who who yells about putting on loud music in the middle of the night. Uh, Brandy barks, and Cliff yells at her. Just then, the man says break into the house.
0: Well, no, because yes. he bark Brandy barks, and he goes to yell at her, but then he he sees that she's looking at something, and he turns his face. He was prepared for this. Mm-hmm.
1: And so Tex and ginger fucker break in. And Tex gonna- kicks the front door open, and then crazy dig it girl sneaks in through the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then white face, I call her in this.
2: White face, okay. This is the one who later recanted, says she didn't kill Sharon Tate, mm-hmm. this is the white faced girl. Sure. Mm-hmm. She did. I love this next part coming up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so um, Cliff says, Are you real? I'm a <laughs> a donut motherfucker. Francesca is awoken and um, brought say. into the living room.
0: He says, it, Is there anybody else in the house? He says, mm-hmm.
2: There's someone sleeping in the back. Just then, Cliff recognizes them with Spa Ranch. I know you. <laughs> I know all of you. I recognize your hair and your wide face. And what's the line? And you. And, and you. You were on the horsey. <laughs> what's your name? I'm the devil. And I'm here to do the devil's work. Nah, that now that ain't, ain't name. <laughs> that. Like, like Rex. <laughs> shoot him, Tex! That's it! <laughs> Just then, he's about to shoot him, and he goes, and Brandy eats Tex's face. <laughs> And eats. She kind of eats his
0: dick. She <laughs> well, goes for the gun.
2: First the she bites gun. his arm, and Takes then the she gun. bites his up his arm. She bites towards his face, and then bites his dick. Yeah. <laughs> and watches on. While this is going wild. on, Whiteface yells and rushes Cliff, Cliff. with a knife. Who's holding a can of Wolf's Tooth? Who fucking cracks her in the face so They're breaking her face, and she starts yelling. Yeah. As you would.
3: Yeah. She goes a little crazy. I yeah. mean, she was already crazy.
2: Yeah. We saw her in the, the car. Short <laughs> so Francesca is now with uh, the ginger fucker, who says, "Hey!" and punches her, and then and then running down do the you hall. You
1: break into my house, and she's like, "I got a knife!" She's like,
2: "Ah!" <laughs> so then Francesca runs away, and then ginger fucker tackles Cliff, who's like, "Whoa!" sees that he's been stabbed in the hip with her knife, and is like, "Oh huh. shit!" Interesting. So then. I was
3: going to bash your head. No, no, he gives her a tour of the house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he shows her where the phone is, where there's a picture of Rick. Where the wall is. Where the mantle
0: is. I was like, she's dead. I (laughs) know.
2: This
1: was overboard.
0: This is my problem with with Quentin Tarantino films. But when you think about what these... It doesn't matter. It does to me. Okay, but this is my problem with Tarantino films. It's too much. You didn't need this level of violence. Even these terrible people who did terrible things, I don't need to see someone's
2: face smashed in until it's goo. Ever. Well, before he passes out, he walks over to Tex and curve stomps that fucker. Yes. Yeah. And then he passes out because acid pain. I mean, and the whatever. the crazy
3: <laughs> screaming chick has run
2: outside. And, well, well, she, she gets up the, the gun, gun, gun and and, is, blah, and she cracks, I, cracks and off she around. The, she cracks up around then and falls then through.
0: Brandy runs down the hallway and gets in the bedroom with Frances. She, <laughs> she opens the door, looks
2: out, and then shuts the door. So now, um, white, white face, feet. who's now red face.
1: Smashes through the back Smashes door. Smashes through the back door, and, and Rick is like, "Holy!" Fuck. and falls glass in the pool. In her face.
2: And Rick is first looking at her like, "Holy shit! Who was this?" Then she starts cracking off rounds, and he's like, "F this!" I'm mobile. Goes to the tool shed and grabs that dragon. Yeah.
0: She falls in the pool. She's still cracking off rounds. So she's
2: trying to kill people, and he says, "Did anybody order any fried sauerkraut?" <laughs> and then, I guess the what are they saying? Uh, the crow, fire it up, fire it up. up. And Monday's then night kills him. Favorite holiday. Uh, then he realizes, oh shit, Francesca, Francesca, honey. <laughs> Just then the police arrive.
3: Thank goodness.
2: Well. <laughs> we need him. Yeah. Um, he talks about making margaritas at midnight. He goes, well, how do you know it's midnight? Well, I happen to look at the clock and then I heard there was some loud fucker outside. And it was those hippie assholes. So I looked and it was around midnight. Um. Then we cut to Cliff, and he says, well, what did he say? He says, he says there's a devil here to do some devil shit. That's not verbatim, but it's something. <laughs> Francesca says she was asleep, and this crazy girl came into her room. Then she babbled too fast. and I, that's That was all in Italian. Then she babbled too fast. And I don't understand what she was saying. I got most of it, but that's pretty much what she said. Uh, Rick offers to go to the hospital with Cliff. Uh, Cliff tells him to stay home with his wife, and she says, shit, she just took five sleeping pills. She's going to be sleeping the next fucking month says, come see me tomorrow. Bring bagels.
3: For now, go just just go lay naked with your wife. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Look after Brandy. And
3: He's like, you're not getting Brandy back. That dog belongs to my wife now.
2: <laughs> you're a good friend, Cliff. <laughs> I, I try. He's high as fuck. <laughs> hmm. All right, so J.C. Brain comes down to see what all the ruckus was, and he says, can you describe the ruckus, sir? He's like, anyway.
3: actually, some hippies broke into my house. <laughs> Ricky tells him that
2: some, some hippie weirdos broke into his house. He didn't know what they were. Didn't know what they wanted. Had to
1: kill my wife and my friend. Yeah.
0: My, my buddy and his dog killed two. Killed and two, I, and
1: then I burned one up with a flamethrower. flamethrower. <laughs> and he's what? like, you have a flamethrower? And those? he goes, from, from the
0: movie? <laughs> yeah.
2: From the, uh, the McCluskey. Fifteen some... Shades of McCluskey. And he goes, <laughs> he
0: does say, is everybody all right? Well, the goddamn hippies. A, are he here. says,
2: oh, yeah, we're fine. Well, the fucking hippies aren't all right. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Uh, and then just then, Sharon calls on an the intercom and they talk a little and decide to come up to the house to meet the other friends. I
3: was like, are they sleeping?
2: <laughs> Not after this. Everybody I'm- wakes
3: up now, all those gunshots.
2: So um, he thanks Sharon for asking about him and they become friends and they all lived happily ever after. Well, except for the fucking hippies. Fuck those assholes. And. Movie. Mid-credit scene is the Red Apples
1: commercial. And then
2: post-credit scene was like four hours of
1: extra yeah. stuff. Yeah.
3: Uh, I didn't watch
2: that. And
1: they have giant gates that kind of look like heaven gates <laughs> when they walk into it. A... Uh, what did you think, Elaine? Oh, I get to go first? You do. Well,
2: oh, it's my birthday. I go first. <laughs> okay. Go <ahead. laughs> uh, my favorite character was Rick. hmm My least favorite character was all the Mansons, because mm-hmm. fuck those assholes. hmm my favorite tertiary object was Dean Martin in the Wrecking Crew. <laughs> Good call. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene is when Rick and Cliff kill all the Mansons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my favorite line, can I have to? Yeah, it's your can birthday. To, it's my birthday? Yeah, all right. Okay. Uh, anybody accidentally kills anybody in a fight, they go to jail. It's called manslaughter. I think that all oh, that lethal weapon horse shit is just an excuse for you dancers to never get and have to get into a real fight. Okay. Or... J.C. bring. Is everybody okay? Rick Dalton. Well, the fucking hippies are. That's for goddamn sure. (laughs) Because I couldn't pick between the two.
0: I'm surprised you went with that one instead of a bunch of goddamn fucking hippies.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Because one is personal, and the other one is the best one in the movie. Um, And I'll give it the highest of yays. Because I love this movie, and it's probably... It's not my favorite Tarantino, that's Reservoir Dogs. But it's up there, it's
1: top three. But you
3: didn't pick that. I've still never seen it. It's not one that Tony watches on rotation.
1: (laughs) It is the best one, though. I watched it a couple of months ago. And I have the script. (laughs) Do you have all the scripts? Yeah. Well, I don't have April hate.
0: Do you have Jackie Brown?
1: No, I don't have Jackie Brown either. And I haven't seen Jackie Brown... Seen in Jackie. a long time? Since, ...since the movie. I watched it once in the theater and once at home. I need to watch that again. Well, we have it's it somewhere. Just, it's just not on anything, I don't think. We have it somewhere. You can take it with you. All right, go we'll ahead. We'll get it back in six months. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe nine months. As
0: soon as you find your own copy. Hey,
1: um, you've got to finish watching Reborn. My favorite
0: character is Cliff... My least favorite character is the goddamn dirty hippies. Think the masses. My favorite scene is uh, the flashback to the fight between Cliff and Bruce Lee because I just think it's funny. My favorite tertiary object is Luke Perry's safari hat Ooh. from Lancer.
2: I also would have accepted Luke Perry.
0: And my favorite line is, "What I'm too old to do is go to jail for poontang." <laughs> I do actually have two favorite lines, but that's the one that's my most. This
2: one you're going with, not goddamn fucking hippies. No.
0: Um, but I. This is a good movie. I don't really want to watch it all the time, and I do find parts of the middle quite boring. (laughs) I feel like they should have, like I only needed one scene of Sharon watching her own movie, not six cuts of it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't need that, like that little bit with her in the Bruce Lee training, the fight scene that she doesn't, I don't need that. That's like, he, that was not necessary at all.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And some of the like dr- extended scenes of Sharon and Roman driving in the car, I didn't need that. It's too long, but it's still a good movie and I will give it a yay. All right. All right. Not my favorite Quentin Tarantino, but it's all right.
1: Snub Carly?
3: All right. Well,
0: my favorite character.
3: I liked Rick and Cliff. Oh, riff. (laughs) (laughs) She's going riff. Or click. (laughs) Click riff. My least favorite character specifically was Squeaky of the Manson people. She Mm -hmm. annoyed me the most. The red-haired one my favorite scene was um the set of the Lancer pilot shooting like mm-hmm. that whole day um my favorite tertiary object was all the yellow vehicles They're, like every
2: yeah there were so car.
3: many yellow cars so the yellow <laughs> car
2: in this movie the Rick Dalton's car same one Michael Madsen drove in as our
3: but there and were... Kill Bill. The Rust Bucket was also yellow. There was a yellow golf cart. All these yellow Cabs. cars. You just yeah. don't see yellow cars. It was the 70s. Yeah. No, 60s. It was the 60s. And my favorite line was when he was in the trailer by himself talking about how he was going to stop drinking. It was not in the lines, and I didn't go back and watch it to get it all right, but he was bitching to himself about how he kept drinking, and he wasn't going to drink anymore. Eight goddamn whiskey sours. <laughs> Couldn't have
1: three instead of eight.
3: Oh, so you're goddamn drunk and I'll give it a yay it was a good movie I think that if I were to watch it again it would be in parts the way that Tony watches it I don't know about sitting through the whole thing again because it is very oh. long
2: alright if ever had a guaranteed
1: yay Tony <laughs> we'll see favorite characters: Cliff least favorite characters: the Mansons shocker favorite line is I'm as real as a donut motherfucker you say that I do such a weird
3: line to it say is. to him, though. It's not like he's a
4: big fat well, it's, dude. Well, it's also, but
1: it's also funny because then they both break out laughing, and they just keep laughing and staring at each other and laughing. And they're
4: like, it's okay. <laughs> uh,
1: my favorite scene, that was the first time when Cliff goes to Spawn Ranch because the first time I watched the movie, I was on the edge of my seat because I was like, holy shit, are they going to fucking... Because it's a Tarantino movie, he kills everybody. I was like, are they going to fucking kill... Pit when he's walking in this hallway but then nothing happens but it really had me on edge um, in
0: fact it, the funniest thing about the Spawn Ranch scene is she says he's taking a nap so we can watch TV and he's like I'm taking a nap because she wants me to stay up so we can watch TV like yeah
1: they weren't lying like they, they were weren't lying, lying. Yeah.
0: she actually seems you like you totally she's,
1: expect she's them to be lying and they, he's like hanging up by dead pieces dead and, or yeah. something but like no they're telling the truth yeah you, you truth. really
3: expect them to be dead or in yeah. decrepit and, like super bad yeah. shape because and, they're
1: not nefarious like evil geniuses, they're just a bunch of trash people.
0: And she does seem like she's taking care of him, so that uh, to take advantage, so that they can all stay on his yeah. ranch. But he's getting half-sacks with yeah, a young girl, and he's with it. yeah.
1: He doesn't give a shit. My favorite tertiary object is I have two: is either the 1964 Carmagia or the raccoon-flavored wolf tooth food. <laughs> good food for bad dogs. And yeah, high CAs. I can watch it right now if you want.
0: I had a backup line and a backup tertiary object. Oh,
1: okay. Well, I think you just want to get those out.
0: My backup line is when you come to the end of the line with a buddy who is more than a buddy but less than a wife, getting drunk is the only way to say farewell. It's a good one. And my backup tertiary object is the blender of margaritas. Mm. <laughs> because while he's yelling at the dirty hippies, he takes a sip yeah, out of it. Yeah, he does. <laughs> cracks me up. All Eww. right.
3: Well... Please find us on Facebook.com/slash/The Underappreciated Movie Podcast, or email a movie podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And tune in next week on
0: the podcast
1: for Tony's pick for, for John's birthday.
0: birthday.
1: I am going with 1991's Point Break. Wrong. two hours and two minutes. Is Utah. That,
0: is this the song from Humble Blue?
1: Yes. <laughs> 58% on Metacritic. Alright Green, Green door. door We've
2: had
3: some Long movies lately. Just a string Of over two hour Movies I don't It's mean, not this is a long stopping not episode
2: Though
1: No I think we got through It pretty quick I left a lot out Yeah Because you have to yeah. it's And a then there's a lot movie. Of what you said There's a lot of Roman driving And pit driving And yeah. stuff that Point
0: Break is gonna see The return of Gary Busey And Lori Petty To the podcast
1: mm. Have we had uh, Swayze on before I don't think so No I'm crazy for mm. oh, He didn't really
0: do
1: any. We watched Ghost the other day and it's, it held up for me and I was like, oh, I how to Swayze.
2: We did that in an hour and 30 minutes. Nice. Yes. Oh. I thought for sure this was going to be an over two hour episode. Yeah. Way to go, team. Good job.
4: <laughs>
2: we pulled together, we got her done. We even had a few tangents. Not a lot. We had a couple. Had a, I had a cut a lot. Like, oh, by the way, George George's what. <laughs>